Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Snowbound with Tommy Beesmeyer. Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Tommy, what a weekend you had. 11th place in the Super G at Birds of Prey. You must be feeling great. Yeah, George, it was... uh... It was a good weekend. It was a good first race back with a career best result. Um, it was along with my teammates, Andrew Weibrick, getting his first World Cup podium. And Ted Ligeti getting also on the podium, along with Travis Kanong, um, being in the top 10, finishing sixth. So it was a pretty historical day for the U.S. team in Beaver Creek. And I don't think we could have picked a better place to do it. Now, I want to focus on you. I mean, amazing weekend for the United States ski team, but pretty amazing for you as well. Two years out of physical rehab for uh, knee injuries. What's going through your mind before going into this race? I was nervous. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, My training leading up to the race had been good, but it hadn't been where you know I envisioned myself to be uh um I was sort of middle of the pack in training and you know we were training in copper which really isn't the best place to come to a lot of conclusions about your skiing but it's also an indicator of where you're at as well and so uh my timing and my skiing wasn't wasn't exactly on point and so I think because of that, going into Beaver Creek, I was just a little unsure on how I would do. And when I kicked out of the gate, I had a really good feeling on the first couple of turns and I just sort of stuck with it and sort of my nervous energy was gone immediately. And I was just focused on just making good turns from the start to finish. That's, I mean, that's such an intense moment because you can be a hundred percent physically rehabbed, but it's just how do you get that mental focus back uh, and really think about what you have to do rather than worrying about what happened in the past? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it's with ski racing, especially it's a sport where you can't make any mistakes, and that's something that um, when you don't make any mistakes, you're happy about, and when you do make make, make mistakes, you wish that you were in. Uh, in a sport that you could sort of like tennis where you know you can still win a match with 20 unforced errors where with skiing it's just you have to be perfect and that is emotionally draining but at the same time um 
is we're perfectionists. And so we strive to, to be perfect. And, and it's a really hard thing to do. And in Beaver Creek, I think for myself and where I'm at, it was a perfect run. Now, what was it like for you in the practice runs? You said you were middle of the pack, but again, where were you mentally when you first went out on your first practice run? I think I was just nervous. Um, you know, there's a lot of build up to it. There's a lot of anticipation and you just don't know if, you know, for me anyway, my biggest fear being away from it for so long was, um, you know, losing it. Like, am I, am I going to be fast? Am I going to be slow? Am I going to be, am I going to remember how to like make good turns? You know, there's so many little things that you just have forgotten how to do. Um, and you're just not sure if they're going to come back easily. And the reason why I'm even on the US ski team is because, you know, I showed success and had good runs. And so you get to sort of remind yourself of that as well when you've been gone for so long is that, you know, you're here for a reason and you're here because you are good. And, you know, it's hard in the moment when you doubt that to convince yourself um, of those positive things. But, you know, just having a solid result in Beaver Creek for myself was just sort of a reinforcement of um, what I'm capable of and my skiing. So it was just sort of a breath of fresh air for me to move move forward and and build off of it. Now, were you able to get out and just go free skiing and have some fun before the race? Yeah, you know, it was snowing pretty hard that day, so the skiing wasn't exactly uh, perfect for what we wanted in order to warm up for the race. But I did, I was warming up with Ted Ligeti before the race, just sort of talking about our plan of attacks. And, you know, we were pretty similar with how we were going to approach the race. And we started relatively close together. He was good 29, I was good 42. So what he was planning to do was definitely relative to my plan of attack as well. And I watched his run at the start. And that gave me a huge boost of confidence to see him go down because he was, he executed exactly what we had talked about. And it just gave me the confidence that I needed to, to do the same. What are your strengths as a skier? My strengths are that I go for it. And that also is a weakness. You know, I get myself into trouble sometimes and that might be a reason why I was out for two years, but, um, I pride myself on the fact that every time I race, I put it on the line and I think that that's why I have success. And what did you think of the course setup when you saw it? Did you feel that it really suited your talents? Yeah, I think it really fell into my wheelhouse as a ski racer. It was turny. Uh, the snow was perfect and the speed of the course was right on point with my comfort level and um, everything about it just nothing made me nervous. I was just sort of excited to do it. And that's a sort of a rare, a rare feeling. I think for a ski racer is to be fully confident and fully prepared to execute their plan. Did it surprise you the quality of the snow as you were going down? Because again, it was snowing this weekend and, um, how did that affect your run? It, it sounded like it was okay. No, it was great. I mean, that's what makes Beaver Creek such a special place is that you can win from bib one and you can win from 
did 100. And they, the course workers at Beaver Creek do an unbelievable job. It sort of blows every other venue out of the water um, on the circuit. So, you know, that's what makes it so great. And that's what makes it so exciting is the fact that a good skier can have a good run when where wherever they start. So Tommy, shifting gears just a little bit, when you're at the top, do you have any communication with your teammates that have gone down before you just to find out about the course, anything that's changed or anything that's odd? Yeah, there is interaction. We do have a start coach with us that sort of filters the feedback that's coming through the radio and then he relays it to us. But in my case, I believe Travis Kanong came over the radio and gave everyone a report. And I listened to that directly. And that's, that for me was really helpful because it just sort of confirmed my feelings. And he basically said, the course is, it doesn't feel fast. And if you want to have a good day, you got to fully attack. And that's what I was thinking as well. And so just to hear someone that had done it, um, give it, give me that feedback was just sort of a green light to go for it. Now, what do you do at the top while you're waiting for your uh, start? I try to move as much as possible. Um, I try to just stay loose, um, stay distracted, um, and just keep moving. And because that my biggest thing is that I get really nervous and I, my legs just get heavy. Uh, I think it's more of a mental thing. So I just keep moving and just keep flushing my legs as much as I can and just try to get my heart rate going just so it's not a shock to the system when I go out of the gate. And how do you do that? I mean, what's the crowd like up at the top? How how long do you have to stand there waiting? I mean, ideally, the best time is to get up there like 15 minutes, 20 minutes before you go. Um, on average, you probably wait 20 to 30 minutes and you know, that's a long time to be that's waiting, especially <laughs> when you just have nervous energy going through you. So yeah, you know, you just learn to deal with it and you're up there and you're in good company with all of your peers. So everybody's going through the same thing and you sort of just feed off each other and talk about, you know, whatever it is. Uh, and and, you know, you just get used to it. It's, it's like what makes ski racing fun, you know? Like, that's some of the worst feeling, um, worst feelings that you'll ever have, just sort of that nervous anticipation. But once you kick out of the gate, it's all gone, you know? And you're fully in the zone, and um, and you're you're finally doing what you've been anticipating to do. And just curious, what's your pre-race routine, if you don't mind going into it? You know, when, from getting up in the morning before you start, what are some things that you have to go through? Any superstitions, anything like that? No, I try not to be superstitious just to sort of cut. Um, that's I think mean, it's just like sort of nonsense. Um, and it can just get in your head if, if, you know, whatever you're superstitious about doesn't really come, come to play and, and you I think it's more just about doing what you need to do to ski well. And then for me, that's, I have to warm up every day because of my knee. It's uh, every morning I wake up, it has a little bit of ache to it, aching to it. So 
Yeah, just doing basic exercises, and then I like to run late in the morning. You know, it just keeps me it keeps me sort of hustling and being on time and being organized to a certain extent sort of acts as um, it's sort of a deterrent from skiing or from from skiing well. Um, so I, I like for anyway in Beaver Creek, for example, I get up. Um, went to inspection, came back, spun on the bike for 20 minutes, did some hip activation, warmed up my knee and went, went out, took two free runs, um, and went down to the start. So it was, uh, it's pretty basic. Um, it's not too intense, but at the same time, it's a good balance. Um, just staying focused and just sort of sticking to the basics. And what do you eat? Do you eat a, a large breakfast? Do you try to stay away from food? What's what's your nutrition? I mean, I eat I eat whatever uh, seems appetizing that day. Specifically, I uh, I tried to eat eggs, uh, some French toast, but I took a bite maybe of each thing and then just couldn't really eat. I mean, it's hard to eat for me on race day. Just I'm just nervous and I uh, just feel a little bit feel a little bit sick all day and. Um, yeah, I mean, I drink a lot of coffee on race day I and mean, that's the one thing that I do enjoy. I mean, not just race day, I mean, every day, but, uh, I probably have like three cups of coffee before I race and that sort of helps me. It sort of cures, um, my hunger, I guess, or whatever it is. My knee is sort of like a comfort, comfort food. So Tommy, sorry to hold you so long on this, but, uh, so many questions that I can't even get to. <laughs> um, what you got coming up next, and how are you preparing for that? Uh, currently, I am in uh, Lake Louise, Canada, doing NORAM Cups, which is uh, North American Cup racing. And um, we have Downhill, Super G, and Giant Slalom here. And I race up here for a week and a half and then head to Valgardena, Italy, for the next World Cup Super G. Well, Tommy, we wish you all the best in this coming season. Look forward to following you throughout. Do you have a web page or anything where people can uh, follow along? Yeah, I use Instagram, uh, which is my handle is TC Beesmeyer. Okay, thanks so much. Tommy Beesmeyer, really appreciate you taking the time to visit with us on Snowbound. Yeah, thanks, George. It's great to be here. Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.